Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of Wolves Fancast. There was nothing to ever worry about, was there? There was nothing to ever worry about. We're all fine. Uh, welcome to this week's episode on the podcast. We've got Andy. Hello. Dan. Hello. And and Alex for some reason. Hello. He definitely doesn't want me on, does he? He definitely <laughs> doesn't really want me on. It's not really that I keep... Uh, yeah, anyway, I'm off my game for some reason. Anyway, on the, on the podcast this week, we're going to talk about the game against Ipswich. We'll preview the game at the weekend against Sheffield United. And we're going to do some transfer business as well. First, the email corner. Now, the last couple of weeks, I've been pleading with people to send emails in because you can. Because apparently, not everybody's on Twitter. I discovered the other day. It's a bit strange, isn't it? Yeah. Like most phones now, it's already downloaded. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Can't delete it. Um, so you can email us podcast at wallsfancast.com. Now, last week we got one email through for the podcast. This week we got two. Numbers the, are doubling. I bet the customer service department is going absolutely crazy, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It was uh, one PPI. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so first email is kind of a, a correction corner, a little bridge to uh, email corner. is from Thomas, who says, now, last week on the podcast we were talking about uh, Zyro um, going to Charlton on loan. I think Adam and Rich may have mentioned that um, after Zyro and Frankowski, will our next Polish signing be the third time lucky? Now, what we forgot to realise... is Peshko. Is Peshko, yeah. <laughs> for one. Slavomir. And uh, Kubicki, is that right? Darius, Darius Kubicki, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, God, yeah. I forgot about him. So, yeah, so apologies. We should know our Polish players better. So, uh, thank you, Thomas, for the correction on the podcast. Anyway, other email we got in is from long-time listener James Wilson, all the way in sunny, sunny California. Um, and one of the questions James asked us was um, in that season where we came seventh um, under Jackie, so we just missed out on the playoffs. Um, is there anybody in that kind of starting eleven that you could you you would use in Wolves today? You know, today's starting eleven. Anyone in that squad that you would easily have in the squad now? No. Was McDonald no. in that squad? Yeah. I st- I still have McDonald. As backup, I wouldn't have him over. Yeah, he'd be a squad player, but he wouldn't be. Well, I wouldn't have him over Neves or. Same, Aphobia was part of that team as well, wasn't he? So obviously, he would be in the squad as well. You're picking it on form, though. That that front three at the time with Aphobia, Dicko, and Sacco were unstoppable. Teams were scared of us, weren't they, when Mm. those three attacked? But. How would you compare on form those three compared to the on form you would say now of what Jota have? And ca- I, I think uh, we're and in a Costa. I think I would take what we've got now over what we had then. On form, Sacco was always good on form, but he was. He'd gone missing for a lot of yeah, part of the game. He was a bit he? selfish sort of and not a liability, but you couldn't mm. always rely on him. Dicko's only ever good when Sacco put on his foot for him. So yeah. I don't know. Dave Edwards, you know, bring him back. <laughs> on form, Dave Edwards. Corridor, corridor, uncertainty. Um, in there. Scott I mean, yeah, I'd say Jamie with someone like Edwards. I do feel we lack someone in that number ten place at times. We do need someone who's going to break from midfield. We don't really have that at the minute. But I probably wouldn't take him. I think it was so the right saying to move bring him on. back Dave Edwards. I do, I do love Dave. Yeah, but definitely, definitely. Jeff, get your checkbook out. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon he still lurks around the training ground after he's finished training at Reading? Just like looking over the fence. Yeah, can I come back in? <laughs> Why not? Oh. That's so getting edited out, that is. Yeah, yeah probably. No, we'll keep that in. Anyway, yeah, so no Dave Edwards definitely listens to this fan cast. <laughs> <laughs> so no one else, and so maybe McDonald, maybe a phobie, which we'll talk about in a second yeah. as well. I'm trying to think who else would have been in that team. You could really have goalboard. Nah, that's joking. Oh, I was going to say. joking, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought you, I thought that was vodka, not water then. 
Who was the defence back then? Steam and Steam and Doherty. Well, Doherty obviously still there. Yeah. Right back then. He sort of came through towards the yeah. last part of the season, didn't he? Yeah. Same as House. That's as well. how good we was going forward that Olofer never had to defend. But yeah. I think I think Gold was really. a consistent yeah. one, wasn't mm. he, really? Mm. He was sort of like similar to Kevin Foley, wasn't he? Sort of like seven out of ten. Never necessarily let you down, but never excelled either. No. Oh well well thanks for your email, James. Podcast at Wallsfancast.com. If you've got any questions, if you're not on social media, or any stories, obviously as well we want to read them out any funny stories over the years supporting Wolves let's get on to transfer bits because obviously the January window is closed this month and Jota we're going to buy him we're going to bloody buy Jota Wolves are going to uh, have opted to uh, buy Jota in the summer um, which well it's great isn't it gentlemen it's very exciting yeah absolutely it's just weird that we're talking about loaning a phobia which as she said we'll come on to but we're not looking at signing on one of the on loan players now, which means if we were to sign someone on loan, someone's going to have to drop out. Mm. It just seems a bit of an odd thing to do. Why, not, why do it then, not now? He's, I can understand what you mean, because obviously if we'd sign Jota now, he would we'd have four loan players, is it? And that mm. gives the space for a phobie. Because obviously he's going to come back, isn't he? Yeah. Definitely going well. to come back. And then that give, that's frees up a space, but... I don't know, Vinagre's not always on the bench, is he? He sort of, he drops out, he might have bat and... Um, Bonatini, could we drop to me? Could we put on the bench? Exactly, That's yeah. Five, True. Isn't it? Yeah, so... Bonatini needs to... Endai's not been on the bench a couple of times, and obviously, we're not going to sign Endai, really. I, I can't see us... I'd be surprised. If we sign But at the same time, we've only got Morgan Gibbs-White, who yeah. can fill one of those two central roles, so if... With all due respect, if we need someone with a bit more of a presence, I'd rather have him die than mm. give. See, this is where we go back in. to earlier. Bring back Dave Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think and I'll be signing the summer because we'll be signing Tiliska in the summer. Finally, <laughs> the prophecy comes true. After all, the plane time. finally arrives. I, mean, I think we talked about it before we recorded, but is is part of it to do with potentially being in the Premier League and it perhaps looks better as a club to sign to to, to spend the money that we need on Jota in the summer than rather now. For the risk if nothing happened in case we do a Kevin Muscat and then somebody gets sent off and don't win another game mm. and mess it up but hashtag the Muscat <laughs> Muscat moment yeah <laughs> um, I don't know we can't blow this no it's too much now and it'd be too embarrassing I'd have to go move to Germany I'd have to be good back season yeah. if, if it goes wrong I'm done yeah I can't face it not no. again I think the problem is because we were all celebrating back in November after the really game I've won the league easy best the team the points record and everything yeah and you know oh, well, I was ready. talking about we're winning the FA Cup and the league at one <laughs> point <laughs> who are ready who are they you know and that's yeah, it'd be too embarrassing to drop it now, I think. Mm. An- another argument that perhaps Wolves are doing this as the January signing. We need a big signing. People say we'd like to have Jota on a permanent. Well, technically, that's what we're going to get. Yeah, you do want that, that to galvanise the club, don't you? Something to for the fans to get behind and cheer about. And mm. a, a big name signing always does help. Even if it's someone who's already in the club, it does show the fans that they are doing, they've got some ambition at least. Mm. There's still something odd why we signed Costa last January and we ain't signing Jota now. Mm. Yeah. There's something financial, isn't there? They've run out of money. (laughs) 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 Where's the Afobi? He's looking for a big January sale. Yeah, because it's, you know. Where's the Afobi money gone? Where's the Fletcher (laughs) money gone? Where's all that gone? Jarvis money gone. 
but yeah. the old jazz. Yeah, you do think that you know if we want to try and bring someone else in, you 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 buy the loan here, you free up the loan spot. So I've, I figured it out. It's all these free coaches. We can't afford Jota now, <laughs> we can't, unless we get the, the parachute. There's, there's, there's obviously a reason. There's obviously a reason why, and it's perhaps it's gone over our heads, and it's probably a sound reason why we're not buying you now. But maybe it's been that they've been working on other transfers, and this one is. It's not vital for us to sign him because we've got the option for the summer anyway. So whether we spend it now or then, they can work on something else in the meantime. Maybe maybe Jota doesn't want to fully, fully, fully commit until he can see that Wolves are over the line in case it, it didn't go right. That's similar to the Bolly situation, isn't it? It's mm. sort of been reported and rumoured that if we don't get up, Bolly's not going to stay. The only way he'd stay permanently is if we get to the Premier League. So that might be something similar. But then surely if that was the situation... Why would the club announce it? Yeah, because then point, that, actually, yeah. that's mm. going to be quite embarrassing for the club if we've come out and all the fans are excited. We're going to sign Jota in the summer, and then all of a sudden we're not signing yeah. him. It and makes it like, sound like going on? everything, yeah. all the the details are sorted, and it'll literally mm. just be yeah. ratified on the. I mean, if that was to happen, nobody'd be outside Molyneux with a bedsheet, scares mafia out, <laughs> and you know all this sort of stuff yeah. again. Yeah. Also, maybe Wolves, because they are a. Should be a sound business. Have their own transfer limit this season, exactly. Yeah. And you know, aren't willing to spend more. And actually, to get Jota, we'll just say, well, we're going to sign him in the summer. When being in the Premier League, we can start all over again. That's probably true. Yeah, that Chinese yeah. TV deal that we had's gone quiet. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you don't hear much about the pay per views, do you? No, you what don't hear the, ra- the ratings like. I'm expecting to see some kind of mm. square in a, a Chinese city with like everyone watching on the big screens with the little Wolves flags. I heard there was more pay-per-views for the Wolves Rumble than there was for the Wolves TV. <laughs> <actually>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's just one man in a, a hut in the middle of China watching the Wolves game. What, what the hell is this? <laughs> and McGee's in China. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other, so, so Jota's signed, obviously, but the other room that's been going on as of time of recording is Benicophobe. Could the man be returning to Wolves? See, the story is apparently that um, Wolves have put an inquiry for him. Bournemouth either want to loan him out or sell him. Wolves only want to loan him, which is causing some, you know, which option does he go for? Gentlemen, would you welcome Benicophobe back at the Golden Palace? If we sign him now, that leaks over, as I'm concerned, because he'll get us that 10 goals over the line, I think. Sign him as in, like, permanent or just, just, or just in general? Get, just, get just get him, if it, regardless if it's on loan or permanent signing. I think the loan would be the better option, because I think... Similar to what Tim Spears has said and a few others, that Wolves are necessarily looking now for players for the Premier League that are coming. Mm, Obviously, yeah, yeah. The, all the the fancy rumours of Andre Silva and you know Tellez and people think Tevez, Tellez, oh Tellez, what was I know Tevez. Did you see that video of him trying to talk Chinese the other day? Well, he couldn't even speak English, could he? No, not really. We see the story that he he described China as being on on holiday. He's stint over there. Yeah, he's gone back to he's gone back to Boca Juniors. I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good old Tevez. He went for a holiday where he was getting paid quarter of a million a week. It's thirty-two million. They reckon he earned while he was there. He's he's the best yeah, football mercenary in history. <laughs> yeah, he ate it all as well. That man put on so much weight while he was over there. He just wasn't a footballer. Apparently, he was injured for one game, mm. and he ended up instead of like going to the arm game, he went, he went to Disneyland instead. <laughs> yeah. And that's that the club was furious with him. And he was like, "Well, find me a week's wage then." That, I mean, that, that yeah. really is taking the piss. That's yeah. not even going to somewhere in China, is it? Would you like some that's getting on a plane like and pissing that. off. I'd like a character at Wolves like that. Just sort of, you know. 
someone to really hate, but yeah. you like to yeah, hate you him. Like yeah, you like him. It's sort of a bad boy sort of situation. Balotelli in the summer. Yeah, yeah. I think the exactly. English game misses a Balotelli. It's never been the same. We haven't no. had that character. We to were linked, weren't we? Linked with him. We yeah. were linked to him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's probably somebody making false rumours. But, but I'm, I'm sure Port Vale were also linked yes. to him at the same time, so <laughs> I don't there's much in it. Anyway, so Benicophobi, uh, gentlemen, Dan and Andy, would you welcome him back um, with open arms? Or would you be a bit like, mm, don't go back to the past? Part of me thinks that you shouldn't go back. It's not very often that players have gone back to a club they've been successful at previously. Someone is going to provide a list. There aren't many. There yeah. are bound to be some, but off the top of my head, in, in my memory, Neil Emblem came back and did better than when he was there originally. Mm. And that's probably about all I can think of, if I'm honest, for for Wolves anyway. Yeah. But at the same time, he's a proven goal scorer at this level. He's done nothing for the last year, so he should be fit at least. But... It's it's a difficult one, really, because do you spend ten million knowing that next season he's probably going to be warming the bench if he's lucky? Mm. Chances are we might sign another one or two strikers in the summer. I think the way it's going, though, I mean, if we were to sign him for let's say ten million loan, then ten million deal. If he's not necessarily hitting the loan, hitting the ground running, and he's warming the bench, the transfer figures now in the championship are all about you get a t- decent strike in the championship now for. Fifteen million. I reckon we so get about seven or eight million. If, he, if yeah, we, exactly. we'd so signed him this month and then it didn't go according to plan, I still reckon you get seven or eight million for him. Yeah, uh, Do you think? By yeah, a relegated team, yeah. I think you would in the championship. Yeah. Somebody like say Huddersfield went down. Inflation's ridiculous now, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I guess. Well, yeah. I mean, what Scott Hogan? He's only just started scoring. They've had like fifteen million for yeah. him. You know, the transfer fees now in the championship yeah. are absolutely. I suppose ridiculous. in the post Neymar world. You can name your price on most yeah. players. As long as someone wants it, they're going to pay. Same much you're willing to pay, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Same with Van Dijk. I mean, who who beat, was it? Reading beat eight mid eight million for Jordan Hugel. Yeah, I mean, you can't tell me Benikfoe is better than Hugel. So the, I mean, the only worry really with someone like Afobe is the fact that because he's not been playing f- since he's left us. Yeah, yeah. Has he regressed as a player? Yeah, has he got that sharpness still? Yeah, he has scored goals in the Premier League, but on, on he, he, he's been on very quick in starts, yeah. hasn't he? I think he's gone on a, a run of two, three games where he might have got a goal and then nothing for another yeah. couple one, of months. One of the pundits did say on like Soccer Saturday or whatever it was when they played the Bournemouth got beat by Wigan the other week in the FA Cup, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. and apparently he was well off the pace. Mm. He was fit, but just his sharpness just wasn't there. But I still think even if we were to sign him and he was terrible. I still think next January, because you probably won't be able to get rid of him in the summer, because he's already played for Bournemouth this some year anyway. So I don't think they can mm. play for two teams in one calendar year. I don't know. I don't works. know if that's changed this season. Yeah, yet, but that could be an issue. And then, but anyway, till next January, we'd put. I'd still reckon we'd get eight nine million for him. You know, if a team is desperate for a striker, someone like Norwich, they could afford ten million. <sighs> I don't know. Mm. It just depends how if he joined. It depends how well he played. Mm. I don't know whether you could get eight nine million for him for a I think if he, season if he, in the championship. If he was to come and score say, like ten goals, and then we get to the championship and he scores the Premier League. Sorry, he scores one or two, a few in the cup. I still reckon you'd get a percentage of that profit, that mm-hmm. money back. I don't think you could get a profit, but I think you'd make some money back off it. Damn, which did Sheffield Wednesday pay for Fletcher after he left Sunderland? <sighs> was he on no, a free? Was he free? Was he free? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't he go to France yeah. and then? He went to Marseille. Dan, would you would you have him back in open arms? I've never drove that far in my life, but I'm willing to drive to Bournemouth <laughs> to pick him up now. The time is now <laughs> twenty five past seven. I'm well. I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah, I love him. I, 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 I ain't 
I ain't loved a striker for Wolves like him for years, and obviously like there was Ebanks, Blake, and and Bully before him. Mm. But the affinity I had with Benix is just up there. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a lovely guy, man of the cloth. Weren't you? Because when he left, it was a bit. There was a bit of a a mixed opinion within fans with what their opinions were, were of Ferbi. Either that Wolves kind of threw him under the bus, or Benek and Ferbi stopped trying. Uh, in that end, where do you kind of sit uh, where, where, where at that time? Where, where were you sitting? I think I think it's a bit about fifty fifty really. I think Sacco was gone, <coughs> and they said they were going to replace him. And then the first five ten games, David was just on the left wing, and nobody from but Liverpool, Shay Ojo, mm. just to fit in with the song. Shay Ojo, and then nobody nobody replaced him. Dicko was injured after what two three games, yeah. so it was literally him up front. When he was attacking, the nearest play, player behind him was David Edwards, about 30 yards, trying to keep up with him. And I think he just sort of lost faith. And I think. Well, he was taking throw-ins in his own half. Exactly, yeah. like he was playing really deep, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He was, was having to come that deep, similar to what Bolly's doing now, because obviously the last few games <laughs> we haven't been as free flowing. He's having to come back to pick the ball up to, you know, carry the, the start team, the attack when to he start needs to the attack. Was that something though that Jack had implemented though? If I remember right, that he wanted he, him as a number ten. Didn't yeah, he? something yeah. like I, I could be completely wrong that Jack had said in pre-season that um, a phobia said he was getting bored in games or something mm. like that. So that's why yeah. he was playing more of a deep role because he was picking the ball up a halfway line. In games. But he was never good enough to play the number ten no. role. No. And especially when we didn't have anyone else to play the number nine role anyway, yeah, yeah. he was always on to I the loser. I think he sort of, his ambition show when he wanted to go to the Premier League, I couldn't understand a player saying they want to go to the Premier League, I don't have a problem with that. But then, we weren't going anywhere, that year we were never going to get promoted, all the year after, and it took what, three, four years after, for us to look like we're going to get to mm. the Premier League. So, would he still be here three, four years later anyway? Would he have just no, left at the end of the not. season? It had still gone somewhere, so we wouldn't have been here now anyway. If he hadn't gone in that mm. January transfer window, we so. got the best money from him at the best time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was a clever, clever sale from the Wolves because mm. if he'd have left at the end of the season, all the following January, in his stock would have been damaged. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And it, what yeah. in a years in a year we we gained what eight million, eight nine million mm. from him. Fantastic. So and he wanted to play Premier League football. We were nowhere near Premier League football. It took us three. And a hard years to get Premier League football. Yeah, yeah. touch wood. <laughs> touch wood. That, that's the thing. If he'd have left us in that January and yeah. we were sitting in second, you couldn't understand the yeah, jump ship. But, but we were we were going middle nowhere, of nowhere, weren't we? Mm-hmm. At that point, so. I still think even if he has a, a below average, a phobic season for Wolves, he'll still score enough goals to get us over the line mm. this season. I think we just need a little bit of firepower. <laughs> I'll touch on to when we're talking about Ipswich but we just need that little bit of firepower mm. that few mm. goals I don't think somebody like Murr is going to get it from us really yeah. different because yeah. he, well, he has got pace hasn't he yeah. whereas Mir and Bonatini so was you said like P&L Stella Cruz yeah. <laughs> no that wasn't me but yeah it, it's, it would raise questions over Rafa Mir would he then be more part of the under twenty three squad and try and introduce mm. him slowly but and build him up. I was thinking, or? I was thinking the other day when I saw a tweet from him. Um, he, he's got the number nine shirt. You forget that. That's a yeah. any club. That's sacred, an icon, isn't it? It's an iconic nine. shirt to have, and that is a lot of pressure. You're almost saying, in some ways, you are the main striker yeah. by wearing yeah. that shirt. It's similar. I don't know if you listened to talk sport earlier. Jim White picked up on it, and he was like talking about Daniel Story to go into the Albion. And he said, how could you turn down the iconic number nine shirt at Newcastle? And I just think, well, he has. Yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> necessarily think numbers are necessarily a big thing. I think some players have the preferred number, don't yeah. they? So. Some people like to have a 
34 Renato, or Renato Sanchez wanted 85 yeah. and he couldn't so he had to have 35 is it, is it bon- well, uh, Bonnie has number 2 at Swansea yeah oh, I don't like I that, don't like that. No. that's not right I think certain players have to have certain numbers you know strike you've got to be 8 mm. 8 I can sort of 7 he's a bit no 7 you've got to be a winger I can accept 7 purely because of Cantona yeah. that's the only reason I'm ok with that <laughs> and when Mike Lowe went back to Man United at number 7 he was like no, it's not yeah like you're not good enough yeah. to wear that shirt no so as of, as of recording the night before the transfer window, which is obviously recording the podcast the night Should before, we just check Twitter in case he has yeah. signed. Nobody is even. Nobody is even. If Benny doesn't sign tomorrow, I'll retract everything I've just said about him yeah. again. Um, so apart from a phobia, then which could or couldn't happen, we don't know. And people listening now, you will obviously know if it has happened or not. Last day of the transfer window, do we think Wolves will bring anyone in apart from as Alex mentioned? Uh, the token academy signing. Although I've got a feeling we have already done that. Yeah, We've been linked yeah. with a kid from Coventry yes. as well. Today. So that could be the other last day token academy signing yeah. as well. Do you think Wolves will pull something out of the bag or do you think the Jota signing is their kind of big January signing? I think the Jota signing is the big transfer. Yeah, I think not. I would absolutely love a Fabi to come back. I'd absolutely love it. But I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't no. think it's a sort of a last day thing, to be honest. To be honest, we haven't really been linked with that many people, like seriously linked no. with anybody this month. I know there was the silver thing and there's been the odd name, but nothing nothing that seemed to have any real substance to it. So if they are, I would be very surprised. There's a thing going around on Twitter. There's, a, I think it's HITC News. Yeah. Mm. And the exact same... Headline, put it with a different team. Aston Villa fans urge club to hijack rivals, Benicophobi bid. And then earlier it said, Leeds United fans urge club to hijack rivals, Benicophobi bid. Ah, journalism right there yeah. for you. Clickbait. Yeah. Central. yeah. That HITC website just seems to be opinion pieces rather yeah. than actual mm. news from what <laughs> I've seen. But I did see a link apparently that Villa were interested in a phobia as well. But We all love transfer deadline day, don't we? We all love it. Will it happen for Wolves on a big signing? We will. So the other tidbit as well is uh, Ben Marshall apparently might be going to Millwall instead of Sutherland, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago. I think, again, off air, Alex saying it was uh, the uh, another version of Wolves, Millwall now. Yeah, oh, that was Dan. Yeah, yeah. Bay, yeah. yeah, so Jed Wallace, George Savile. Yeah. And now could be Ben Marshall. I hadn't realised till yesterday that uh, Tim Cahill had gone yeah. back to, to Millwall as well. Has he actually signed now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 the law. Jesus Christ! And then he did what? He did, what did he do? He's, uh, he that Millwall that chant. Millwall chant, yeah. He's doing the. Um, he's being unveiled in front of the crowd tonight. I think against Derby. That's absolutely crazy, isn't it? Well, yeah, he should give up Australia. He's being mm. unveiled in a Stone Island jacket and a cap <laughs> in the stands. <laughs> but he's about well, thirty-seven, thirty-eight, isn't yeah, he? He's, he's late because he was late, crazy, early thirties when he left Everton. So. But anyway, when you're listening to this, you'll know if uh, Wolves have signed a phobie and we've pulled off a, a little coup there, or if any other transfers are in or out happening. Let's go to the game of the weekend. Wolves got back to winning ways with a 1-0 win at Port Road against Old Mick's Ipswich Town. We finally got rid of that voodoo, haven't we? Double win over Mick. It's the Nuno antidote. Yeah. Like we're going to win Mid- Middlesbrough away this season. <laughs> that will be, be the one. That's that the only thing we've got left to do. Um, we're all worried, everybody, but no worries no more. Who was even worried? Wolves with a comfortable win at Portman Road. Alex there, obviously. The rest of us decided just to watch the highlights. Terrible. Uh, yeah, Terrible. I know. Um, it, for the sounds of it, 
Alex, it was. It could have been a lot more, apart from their keeper having a worldie, but it was just a comfortable afternoon. I don't necessarily think their keeper had a worldie, really. I just think a few things, really. People's opinions are different to mine, obviously, but the scoreline didn't flatter us at all. It was sort of the Villa game. You walked away thinking, how have we not won that 5 or 6 nil?" And I think that was sort of the similar situation. But I don't necessarily think their keeper had a good game. They were sort of saves you'd expect your keeper to make. Similar thing in the way I saw it was, if we'd have had a bit more firepower up front, we would have got that four or five goals. There are a few times where we sort of didn't have that instinct in front of goal to get that extra mm-hmm. goal. To, there's one, Jota, he should be scoring that. And I know he's tried to pass to Costa and, you know, let his mate score, but the best strikers, they don't pass it to the mates, do they? Mm-hmm. Messi doesn't pass it to his mate. But unbelievable performance, one of our best when you say crisis over the last couple of weeks not at all not on that performance if you're watching that in isolation with not the sphere of social media yeah and somebody said to you before that game oh there's been a real crisis would you have just you no, would have probably just gone not. what are you talking no, about no definitely not if this was before <laughs> Christmas and we were fantastic or say around the Villa game you just thought it was normal it was that good of a performance I thought but we just didn't lack that killer instinct in front of goal. And that's been a common theme, though, the last yeah. few weeks, isn't it? Kind of just that last piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Could be a phobie. Hopefully. You never know. But, I mean, I follow that Wolves analytics on Twitter, mm-hmm. and mm. he's very good with the XG and expected goals and, and all that. Thank you for Information, <laughs> sorry. Um, and when you look at our early season form, where we were banging him in for fun, we were far outstripping what we should be expecting to score in mm. most games. And I think at the minute we've dipped slightly below it. Yeah, so it's sort of so it's sort of it's evened itself out mm. across the the season thus far. How do expected goals work? Because you see it at the it's, end of the match of the day, no? Yeah, it's to do with the distance from the goal, how central it is, the number of players in the area, and it's given a rating between zero and one. I think. Yeah, like I see some teams like Man United, they've got like zero point nine. And then Huddersfield will have like 0.003. You know, who, yeah. who comes up with it? Who's figuring it out? Who's got, who's got this much time on their hands? It, I'm not sure who does it, but they literally look at every, every chance that has been taken, which is similar to that chance. They need a girlfriend or a boyfriend. I'm not, well, that's, I'm yeah. not, I'm not getting into that. <laughs> Please don't ever go at me. That's what someone said on Twitter. Yeah. These, these people who work on X goals need to get X mates. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But yeah, I thought it was... Great off to led the way, I didn't know, yeah. with all that stuff. Yeah. And I think people have took it a little bit too far, yeah. now, haven't they? People yeah. take the mick out of wrestling fans, don't they, as well? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, I want to talk about the, the, the goal from Doherty. But the, the, the build. The, well, yeah. yeah. Ivan Doherty. Yeah, Ivan. <laughs> but great. Just the whole build up beautiful to that. football, wasn't beautiful it? Liquid yeah. football. You know, Endoy's little back pass, the little chip over. It's absolutely beautiful football. It's one of the, I'd say one of the best team goals I've seen mm. us score this season. It's just. Brilliant. It could have been like when I, when you watch the header, it's not really the, the greatest of headers. No, it goes in, that, that's all that counts. Yeah, but it's the build up mm, play towards yeah. it. And it could have been ruined. The keeper almost looked like he thought it had gone over because he didn't. Yeah. It looked it's gettable for in him. In the away end, because I don't know if any of you have been to Upsich, but it was you sort of in the corner at the side. So it was sort of a, a weird angle to where the goal were. And you sort of, when they went in, it sort of like delayed reaction. The players are running off celebrating. You think, has it gone in? And then obviously, yeah, because the way it bounced, it was like right up into the top the corner. corner and rolled around. Do you so think, oh, it's gone side net, and then everybody sort of said, oh, we must have scored. Yeah, 
But then it comes up Cavalera. <laughs> then it comes up Cavalera. Hey? Cavalera's so, nowhere near. Nowhere near. Near. And it comes up on the board, number seven, Ivan Cavalero. And people are, oh, that was Cavalera. And it wasn't. Are you watching the, the game? The nearest player was Costa as well, if I remember correctly. So I really don't know why they picked no. Cav. That's crazy. It did seem to go in slow mo. Yeah, yeah. Very mm-hmm. textbook. You, you say good header, heading it down, and oh, yeah, yeah, how yeah. slow it went into the net. But it was all about the build-up play, wasn't it? Yeah, great um, build-up play. Nuno obviously made some changes before the game. Sace injured, but there was that odd rumor about Florentina, wasn't there before the yeah. game as well? He's checking his phone. He's making sure nothing else happened. <laughs> no, it's a phobie. He's on his way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, he went through a front three of uh, Jota, Costa, and Cav. How did that work out? I thought that worked great. Really, it sort of interchanged, similar as Liverpool do with Mane. Obviously, when Coutinho there, sort of interchanged one in the middle, one to drift out wide, and it was great. Their defence didn't know what to do with us. They were sort of, but we didn't have that focal point up front, but. As a front three, I thought they were fantastic. Mm. It was just the finishing product at the end that sort of lacked a little bit, but it was just scary. As a defender, you'd be panicking when those three were running at you. And I know Costa's not been great this season, really. He's not been fantastic, but he sort of looked back to his best of what we saw mm. in glimpses last season. But again, there's still something that's not quite right there. And he looked very frustrated when he got took off as well, which is quite of a baffling thing really interesting but, that uh, Mia wasn't even in the squad at yeah. all on Saturday that was quite a bizarre one really and obviously we'll, you know, I think when we see the squad for Sheffield United that might be a bit more of an indicator but is there a, a little inkling that perhaps Mia um, might not need, might not get as much time as we I all might have thought I suppose at his age he hasn't got a massive amount of first team experience mm, already no. and he's sort of played what second, divi- second or third division Spanish football for a B team mm. it's not necessarily these Somebody you're expecting yeah. to come in and spank Thrown into goals that in, yeah. cabbage patch of a I mean, pitch it's to- it's totally against, you know, a Mick McCarthy yeah. team. It's a totally different sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, the, the attendances he'd be playing in Spain at a thousand, if that, for a B team against really poor opposition. And then he's come over here and there's, well, when he's played at Molyneux, he hasn't played in front of a big crowd yet, has he? Because it's just sort of been the two Swansea games. The sort of Barnsley, yeah. Barnsley yes, Forest. Would you would count as a sub against Forest in there? Yeah. So the biggest game he's probably ever played in is thirty thousand. So mm-hmm. I don't o- know. only thirty k. Only thirty. Yeah. <laughs> but, but to jump from nothing yeah, to yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. to that yeah. sort of thing, it's sort of similar to getting a player at the under twenty threes. You know, but there's that expectation there because of Real Madrid were linked with him, and then you come from Valencia, and he's a Mendes client, and you know, oh, he's Spanish. But if that was a 21-year-old who'd be playing in the Wolves under 23s, there wouldn't be no expectation there. Mm. You'd sort of, mm. he'd have three or four bad games. You think, oh yeah, he's quite young. Similar to the Bright situation, but he still gets off, still gets off with it because he's still young. Hey, so. Did Bright play when he came on Saturday? I saw he had that one volley with keeper save. He, he played okay. He's sort of making creating chances for himself. But he, again, that the way I said it to somebody, the ball's coming to our front three. They know what they're going to do with the ball before they've got the ball. The way I see it with Bright is he doesn't know he doesn't know what he's gonna do with the ball until he's got it and then he's gotta decide what he's going to do with mm-hmm. the ball. Whereas our front three, they already know what they're gonna do with the ball before they even got it, so yeah. He just makes it up as it goes along, yeah, doesn't he, Bright? So, which is like, both exciting and, and then terrifying. Terrible, <laughs> frustrating. You don't know what he's gonna do, then most of the time he'll lose it and you think, Oh for God's sake. But he's just got that raw he has got talent there but 
since he's been reintroduced into the fold over the last month or so, mm. he does seem to look a little better than what he did his start early start season, season form. Yeah. Mm. He but looks like he knows when to let it go. But, but I think if we go up this season, I don't think you'll see him, to be honest, because he's not Premier League quality yet. No. And I don't think... But there's something there, isn't there? That's yeah. the annoying thing. There is a reason to persist with it, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, the other thing we, I forgot to mention in news, off-topic, is Morgan Gibbs-White. New deal. Four-and-a-half-year deal, yeah. I believe. Now, is there a cynical part of me that thinks he's very highly tipped for the Premier League, whether it's with us or not, perhaps... There's a deal that length so we can get a good amount of money from him. That's what I thought, yeah. yeah. I think he's not really played a big amount of games, has he? He played Lambert sort of played him anywhere and then when he's played for the under twenty threes isn't necessarily a centre mid. And then Nuno sort of played him at central mid. But he's not really featured much this season, has he? Until after the under seventeen World Cup. Isn't yeah. Yeah. And I guess winning the World Cup for the under seventeen yeah. that puts his his stock up yeah. and his price up as well. He's got that, you know, he walks into an interview with his agents, mm. yeah, but he's my World Cup winner's medal on the table. <laughs> I don't, I don't really see where he fits into our team, because I don't see him as a deep-lying midfielder. midfielder no. I think Whether he, he can grow into it, because I mean, he's still only 17, yeah. isn't he? So. I mean, well, well done to him first, because he, he, we can see straight away he's a fantastic talent mm. to be. I mean, when I watched him in the World Cup final, when he played in the number 10 role, he was brilliant, mm. but we don't play with the number 10, so no. I don't know if he's got a place with Wolves. Yeah. Not, not in the short term, anyway. Anyway, back to Ipswich. Did anyone come off quite well, Alex? On the I think day? It, I think everybody played quite well. To be honest, I don't think nobody had a necessarily a bad game. Really, everybody sort of played well. You know, the vitamin D worked quite well with everybody. Really, which I was a bit sceptical about. Well, that's what I was going. You know, I was very sceptical. Did, did it seem obvious that the team seemed rejuvenated? Cody's got a very nice tan. <laughs> yeah, he's got a very nice tan. Cody has. But compared but, to other weeks, did it seem to be? Oh yeah, to, definitely. Back, back to all There's stuff. a little bit of more togetherness there. You know, you saw that with the celebrations at the end, and all the coaching staff are hugging, and all the players have come over to the fans. And you know, after the Barnsley game, all the fans had their heads down, and you know, they looked a bit down in the dumps. And similar after Forest, and they do all look a little bit rejuvenated. It does look like it's necessarily worked. So, mm. which is obviously going to work in our favour, but. If we'd have lost Saturday, could you imagine the meltdown oh, that yeah. would have caused been after this week in Spain? And then the Wolves rumble afterwards. Twitter yeah. would have been a, a no-go area. Yeah. Oh dear! But no, so think, so glad we won that game. <laughs> <laughs> but I think now I think it's done them quite well. I think it's all that, that will hopefully spur us onto the rest of the season now. It's it's funny with the meltdown thing because we'll, you know there's obviously games as of recording. That's the key word today is that as of recording, and um, they're going on tonight. You know, there is a situation where it could be nine points again, and then depending on the results of the weekend, there is another situation with meltdown. It's it's bizarre, actually. Jeez, but it, it's absolutely ridiculous. Because mm. no, there's no way yeah. we were ever 12 points better than second place, no, realistically. No and I thought you said, was it last week when um, the Baron was on and he'd said about that the season tells the story over the season? Mm. It's not how you look at it now. Mm. And realistically, 12 points then was fantastic, but there's no way it's going to be 12 points at the end of the season, no, no at all. So I think the meltdown was... 18 then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the, the meltdown was premature, I really do. I'm looking back to how we were under McCarthy, mm. during this period of the, the season and the, the title winning season, we were in that period where we'd won 1 in 11. Yeah, we were through a really We bad had run, that we? awful run over Christmas that went yeah. into February. We were in the middle of Reading, that. lost Birmingham, lost every yeah. single week. Coupon buses every weekend. Yeah, yeah. It was at one we were point. like we just stayed top, didn't we? It was yeah, ridiculous. I think there's a st- re- remarkable stat 
46 games that season we were top 42 of them yeah no, we, we were top at the end of every month yeah, weren't we yeah. Yeah. so 42 weeks or 42 games of that season at the end of it we were top and that's just crazy who would you be giving your working man's man of the match to uh, for Ipswich um, are you dotting your cap to and your full pack of Carlin I'm going to say Neves I think Neves, he goes yeah. yeah, underrated he's sort of unknown you don't necessarily he's not got the, the glitz and the glamour of what Cavalero's got and Jota's got but I, th- I just think he's one of the best players I've seen at Wolves. Mm. He just keeps it ticking. He dictates the play of game. Yeah, dictates the game, and he's just beautiful to watch. The, uh, final point then, because it's something that Barry mentioned last week. Did Wolves miss Sace? I thought Endai played well, but uh, I don't know. Because I mean, Barry made this quite impassioned argument last week about how he doesn't see what Sace does, and he hasn't really created anything. He's good at of no, the last I mean, few he's weeks. made the most like short passes in the league hasn't he something like over a he doesn't give the ball away he does protect the defence quite well but he doesn't do anything spectacular but is that the job though I think so with um, and die without the back heel you wouldn't find Sace Sace doing doing that that, he hasn't got creativity in the final half has a I like Sace I I think him and Neves do like we said dictate the play but and die's just got a a little bit more going forward and when I think if we were to get in the Premier League, I think both of them would need replacing. You keep Neves there, but I think Sace and Ndoy would definitely need replacing. I think I wouldn't necessarily keep Ndoy in the Premier League. I'd keep Sace around for a little bit, but eventually you're going to need to replace him to move, get get better. Mm. But I don't know. I think if we were to sell him now, I think that's a bit of a b- bizarre thing to mm. do because then all you've got is Ndoy and Morgan. Yeah, and to be honest, most of our success has been built on that midfield pair. In yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think it's deeply down to them, which they go and notice. Obviously, people look at the Wolves, that was Jota, Neves. I mean, Jota, Cavalero, Bonatini, and obviously you've got Big Willie at the back. And obviously, Douglas is all over social media, isn't he? He's sort of most assists. Mm. He's, like, he's like the new goalborn, isn't he, with his yeah. style? He's one stylish man. See, so Stone Island jacket, aren't you? Like, he's going to sub by alone for a scrap. <laughs> Stone Island jackets, but now I think I think they go un- unknown a little bit those two in midfield. But mm. I think if you were to sell size, it's a bit of a bizarre thing. All in all, with with Ipswich and uh, gentlemen, was it was the word relief when you saw that scoreline? Obviously, when it was yeah, full time, was it just yeah. a sense of thank God the the, yeah, the win is done, back? Three yeah. points. But you, n- you never feared throughout that game that they were ever going <clears> to <throat> score. They had a few chances, but you never thought. Christ, that was there, was there something right at the end where Rudy kind of missed court or kind sort of, of yeah, there was a, a bit of a goal line scramble sort of thing, and he sort of you know like ping pong table everywhere. But that was the only thing, you know, heart in your sleeve sort of thing. But throughout that game, nothing. And I think if you had put that performance earlier in the season, you just we'd have just gone, okay, we haven't played as well today, but you know it's a good enough game, but. Mm. It's relief on what's happened the last couple of games, and hopefully it's the resurge of winning the league. So, Plus, though, is that his sixteenth clean sheet of the season for yeah, John Ruddy? Yeah, yeah. I mean that stays because yeah. they don't look to me a sixteen clean sheet defence <laughs> yeah. at times. No, but I bet if you add up all of our championship seasons mm. since we've got back in League One, I'd be surprised if we've had sixteen clean sheets yeah. throughout it. It's, yeah. it's incredible. One person I've been really impressed with is Ryan Bennett as well. He's one that doesn't really get the credit he deserves. No. Mm. And obviously, was he a Lambert signing? Because he was here before. Well, he was some. He was someone. Um, yeah, he was someone. Or Lambert was yeah. just before he left. Yeah, he signed the day before Lambert got. It could have been. It could have been a, yeah. Um, yeah. a Thelwell signing. Yeah, 
But I think at the start of the season, everybody was a bit sceptical. You think, well, why have Norwich let go of him? And well, I think he's been fantastic since mm-hmm. he signed as yeah. well. He's another one that goes I think we've talked under about, the radar. Yeah, we've talked about it before. We, you know, at the start of the season, he was someone you thought squad player. Yeah, will he even make the team? Any of the start of the season, you didn't think he'd make the team, no. and all of a sudden, he's our main, one of our main defenders. No, I think he, lo- he looks absolutely fantastic. He's just the basics, right? Doesn't he? Yeah. Like, yeah. There's, there's, there's a few times when he's like kicked the ball out for a throw in when he's been put under a little pressure, which in the past but that bat might have tried to play his way out and end up kicking mm. out for a throwing out of poor passing <laughs> but he just, he just he does the basics right he, he's in debt he literally just kicks it out that goal against Bristol City or well that was worth his signing on for you yeah. himself, yeah. wasn't it and we'll probably forget you know we've got all the you know these continental players these flair players but both Woody and Bennett have got a vast amount of championship experience. They've both, I presume, been promoted with Norwich mm. as well. And yeah. you have that at the yeah. heart of your defence. That, that, that's really good to have with your, with your continental flair. John Woody's got the international experience as yeah, well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That, was, yeah. that one training session he had with the England <laughs> team. But yeah, it's a very good sort of call there. And that's where you'd want your... Your experience, isn't it, at the back? Mm. You won't want somebody like Cameron Jerome up front in this team, would you? Let's be honest, or someone no, like absolutely not. And I think the days of yeah, Derby, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> weirdest signing ever. It is really strange. And they've got like yeah. six, sixteen strikers, haven't they? Don't really score many goals yeah. apart from Bid- Bidra. I can't believe Darren Ben's gone to Burton. That's like the biggest signing in Burton's history, oh, as yeah. well, isn't it? it th- it's got to be on a decent wage still, mm. unless I'm paying on like a small percentage. Is it a loan? Yeah. Is it yeah. a loan? Yeah. At the end of the season, he's like 36 now, though. And who Derby have got? Chris Martin Chris still as well. Voiman, Vidra, Sam Winnell. Jerome and Winnell. I mean, they've got five out and out solid championship strikers there. Like if we'd, we'd, have, we'd have taken any one of those strikers in the Jacket era, or yeah. even probably last season in the yeah. Lampert well, era. We did when we had yeah, Voiman, didn't we? So, yeah, I don't think they're bad players, but. Yeah, we got Sagbo go? and Alf. Jesus <laughs> Great times. Great oh, times. God. Danny Graham as well. Anyway, oh, well, it's, t- it's a 12-point kill at the top. We'll see, obviously, with, with games this week, uh, whether that stays until the weekend. But at the weekend, it's a half-five kick-off, which me and Dan were saying before. We didn't realise it was a half-five this weekend. I tell you all the time. Sky yeah. stole the soul of football. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sky Sports Wolves. It's yeah. on the telly if, you, if you're not popping down well. You will take on Sheffield United. Uh, now, obviously, earlier in the season, uh, Wolves lost two... It was 2-0, wasn't it? It wasn't 2-1. Yeah. Yeah. Both Leon Clark goals. Mm-hmm. Good old Leon Clark. Never's missing a penalty, of course. I loved his celebration, Leon Clark, that night. When he scored his second, he just turned around to the Wolves fans, just smiled at us, and he was like, yeah, OK, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Sheffield United, obviously, since the start of that season, have petered off a bit. They're seventh in the league. They're only two points uh, off the playoff places, as of time recording, of course. Uh, they take on Aston Villa on Tuesday night. And now they haven't lost in all competitions at the minute in January after three defeats at the end of December. Um, they went off the ball, but they look like they might be coming back a bit now, Sheffield United. Leon Clark hasn't scored for ages, has he? No. And he got a new contract. Yeah. Didn't he get a new contract? Yeah, so I think he signed yeah. that and then he hasn't done spot, yeah. Signed yeah. Lee Evans, obviously, this month from us as well. No, mm. I'm not bothered. <laughs> oh, you've said it now. He's yeah. going to Hollywood one top corner, yeah, 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 yeah. and he's going to love it. And he's going to put his hand through his hair, and no, I, I haven't liked him since Carlisle away on the Tuesday night. He spent all game messing with his hair. We're winning two one. He gives a penalty away. Penalty away. And he didn't look bothered. And I was like, no, lost all faith in him now. He can score three goals in the FA Cup final. Don't like him. I had to go all the way to Carlisle, and he gives away a penalty. And he does that. No, forget it. 
Blasted um, Lee Evans. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody hell. You know I'm a funny comedian, mate. But with Sheffield United, then, what, what are all their what thoughts on, on their season so far? I mean, they, so they, they started off so well, didn't they? And yeah, to have just been, kind of gone down a bit hill for yeah, them. Yeah, to have been pushing us as, as much as they were. And, but like you said, those three defeats in a row really killed their momentum. Mm. To have gone from second, third to now outside of the playoffs mm. is quite a drop. But they're still in the mix, of course, and they're in the FA Cup fifth round as well. For the team, then, you play... On Saturday, I mean, do you play that same side that started against Ipswich, or does Nino do a, I think a so, bit of tinkering yeah. once again? Well, obviously, when the Fabi signs, he'll start. But <laughs> no, I think you, you go with the exact same team. I think maybe Sace if he's apparently fit, or if he's not gone to Italy yet. <laughs> but I don't know. I think you go for the same team. I'd probably even start in Dio versus Sace to be honest mm. with how well he played Saturday, and then obviously. Bring Bonatini on for his cutting edge ability at the end to get us a goal. Bonatini needs that goal though, doesn't he? Bonatini yeah. will come on when a Fabi gets his hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he definitely needs that goal. I didn't realise when we said it in the group chat the other day. He hasn't scored since Blues away. Yeah, yeah. That feels like ages yeah. ago, doesn't it? Is it ten games? Is it now with Something a goal? ridiculous? Yeah, but I don't know if it's a tactic over the sort of bad period last couple of games. He's playing so deep. Mm. And it's not necessarily a bad thing because he, he does fit quite well. He's pinging 30, 40 yard balls to the other side of the pitch. So I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing, but it's not where he needs to be, is it, a striker? Not a really, like, especially against Forrest when yeah. we had very little outlet. So, mm. yeah, he does need to be that. Even if he's just 10 yards further forward, exactly, I think yeah. he would make a massive I difference. Think like, when he started the last couple of games, I think that was quite good on Saturday. None of them necessarily dropped so deep. Whoever's playing in that middle role, None of them dropped deep mm. to get the ball. The ball was coming to them like it was at the start of the season. You know, Bonatini wasn't having to drop deep because the ball was coming to him. And then, sort of Saturday, that was similar. The ball was coming to them, they didn't have to drop deep. Yeah. And obviously, Bonatini, the last couple of games, he's had to drop so deep to get to the ball. I think that's probably why he's had a sort of a bad he's got run. literally no pace. When <laughs> yeah. we get into good wide areas, he's, he's, not, he's not in the box. Yeah, he's, yards, he's scored quite a lot of goals earlier on in the season. In and around the six-yard box and the penalty spot, yeah. he's usually like on the edge of the box. There, by the time the wingers mm. have got the exactly, ball in yeah. the box, so he's so, cause he's so far deep. So when people are screaming at him, what's fa- what's he doing so far? I think he's just trying to help the team. You know, he's not necessarily on. That's it. When, when the team hasn't been clicking, yeah. I suppose you feel like you've got to drop back and get involved. Whereas if you're just out up front on your own, you're not really involved in the game. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. It's just another thing when you're on form, isn't it? You, you end up being in the right place at the right time. And yeah. Yeah, look goes Absolutely. your way, yeah. doesn't it, really? Um, I, th- I guess it's just predictions, really, isn't it? There's nothing much. If we're going to keep the same team... what If Stearman plays, what reaction... What reaction oh, I forgot, yeah, Stearman's yeah. going to come He'd back. get a yeah. good reception. He, he, hasn't really, he hasn't played much, has he? This, I don't know if he was injured, no. but he hasn't played much there, so hopefully he gets a decent reaction. He never reaction. came back with like Ipswich or anything. He did good after, after Fulham. Fulham he was yeah. injured, wasn't he, when we played him? He played both times. Uh, it depends whether he even gets a reaction because yeah. he he had his return, he had his kind of kind of kind of applause, he had his end of season kind of appreciation. Mm. That I think it, he, does, does he need another kind of kind of light applause? From I, the I think he would if he comes on as a sub or something. Or go, mm. I think he'll get a you know polite round yeah. of applause. Mm. I don't think it'll be raucous, but. I think he'd be appreciated for what he's done for Wolves. What reaction will Lee Evans get? There'll be everyone going, ah, and Alex going, boo! <laughs> it's a standard one, just reject. I think I'd just ignore him because he didn't really yeah, do anything. Stoke away, Liverpool away, and that's that, that was all his Wolves career. It was yeah, positive. He had some good games. He had a few, couple of good, good games, and a lot of 
bang average games. He's just a Welsh version of Nevers, and he's never going to be as good as Nevers because he's Welsh. Sorry if there's any Welsh people out there. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. I'm thought about Stephen. Anyway, predictions then for Saturday as of Tuesday recording. What's your gut telling you for Wolves versus Sheffield United in uh, the first game in February? Andy, what are you going for? Two now Wolves. Then we got like a really weird stat the first game in February. We've not won in like 50 years. Or Wasn't it, was it February last year where we just went on that god-awful run? We lost like five games in a row or something like yeah, that. It yeah, was, it was February, wasn't it? And we ended it at um, Brentford. Yeah, so we're yeah. going to lose 6-0. So we're going to a generic 2-0 Wolves win? Yeah, I think standard. it'll just be standard. I can't see it being anything spectacular. <coughs> and I think Leon Clark will get dog's abuse. Oh yeah, mm. old Clarky back. Dan, he's thinking. I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be a quite an eventful game on Saturday. Yeah. Two teams who want to go out and score goals. Four-two Wolves. Four-two Wolves. One for the neutrals. Yeah. I'm going to say three-one Wolves, and Lee Evans going to ping it top corner, thirty yards, <laughs> and I'm going to hate it. Lee Evans will put put them put them one nil up. Yeah. And then we'll go through the gears and absolutely Prop- wallop them. Lee Evans Prop- will have the game of his life, and we'll yeah. you know. All the walls are Why do we sell him for? Look how good he is. I'm going to say 2 1 Wolves under the, under the classic Wolves win. We're a bit close as well. Anyway, let's go to the final part of the podcast. It's Twitter Corner. You send us your questions via Twitter and we will answer. Uh, Jamie Rhodes starts off uh, by saying Following the signing of Jota in the summer, who was your favourite loan player Wolves had had but didn't make permanent? So your favourite Lowenies at Wolves? Mine's going back quite some time, and it was Guy Whittingham. It was back when I first started watching Wolves on the regular, and he was just God. He was brilliant. He scored on his debut, Bolton away. Yeah, and I think in the, he went in the white or nutmeg away. Yeah, kit, I think yeah. he went on this ridiculous run where he scored something like six goals in seven games. Um, but the Villa wanted too much money, and did it Portsmouth he went to in the end? Yeah, I think so, it was. Yeah. He was one of the players. I genuinely loved him and. We just we didn't sign him at the end of that loan deal. Anybody anyone else that can think of? My, my mind went into overtime with that question then, and I was scrambling yeah, for it. Yeah, I was And I'm going with Frimpong. Oh, good old Frimpong. Cause <laughs> just for the personality. He's, and he's toy. And yeah. then when he whooped the ball in Van der Vaart's face. <laughs> <laughs> he was just... Because he, he got injured, didn't he, quite yeah, good? Yeah, yeah. And Spurs, Spurs, Spurs away, yeah, yeah, he got injured. Yeah. But in that little run he had, I he was really good. Was, I think he had... We had Villa at home when we lost 3-2. Yeah. And I think he oh, was unreal yeah. that first half. Him and Kitely yeah. linked up so well in that first half. Yeah. Didn't he get kicked in the face as well and have to go off injured? Mm. Well, yeah, was it like a diving header and yeah. he got kicked? Yeah, because I remember he tweeted afterwards saying, I hope their foot's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And then that second half, you were just like, what the hell has happened? Yeah. Mc- I think McLeese literally just made one change Didn't and we just felt like Robbie Keane was that one. Robbie Keane and Kyle Henry got himself sent off. Oh, yeah. Anyone else at all uh, for loan I don't players? know, I've got a few. Mark Spent, Nigel Quasi, <laughs> um, Jeremy Alley, uh, do you remember him? Oh, God, oh, yeah. God, we signed some crap out mm. of him. Boyer? Was he a loan player? No, I think he was like I th- a... I, don't, I think we loaned him, then sort of signed him, and then never played. Oh, yeah. What, what a great... Cause cause it was him and Goody Eric yeah. the same yes. time, didn't they? Sagbo. Sagbo, Danny yeah. Gra- Danny Graham. Yeah. Um, Shay Ojo, mentioned before. Who was it? Who was it? Was it Stewart like Emmy Martinez? Yes. Yeah. He would have said Martinez straight away. Yeah. yeah. Emmy Martinez. He played like four games, didn't he? And just let loads. And there of was there was a massive room that he had to play yeah. play X amount of games and. Mm. Yeah. Oh, we always have contact rumours, don't we? 
<laughs> anyway, Wolves FC shirts. Who has more excellence of execution, Brett the Hitman Hart or Ruben Neves? That's the question. Yeah, it's Neves because Brett Hart's retired. Yeah, I want to show multiple concussions. Brett is wrestling. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying Neves. Then. Brett, Brett Neves. <laughs> yeah, Brett, <laughs> Brett Neves. <laughs> Uh, Matt Davis, red sauce and brown sauce. Which one goes in the fridge and which one goes in the cupboard? We've had this chat before extensively. Yeah, but a mini version: red sauce, brown sauce, fridge. I think we should put all our sauces in the fridge. We're probably people are screaming at me now. Oh, oh yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a I'm a fridge guy. Yeah, Your sauces. I'm, I'm a cupboard, and it's chocolate in the fridge. I put chocolate. Oh, in yeah, the fridge chocolate yeah. in the fridge. Yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I like chocolate bar when it's cold. I think I've only got mayo and ketchup mm. in the fridge. Mayo goes in the fridge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ketchup goes in the cupboard. <laughs> Some exceptions to the rule. It's well, yeah, because like there's egg mayo in it, yeah. this, you, got, you have to keep eggs the fresh. The thing is, what, now when you go in a, sh- a supermarket, eggs are on the shelf, so why do you buy, when you buy eggs, why do you put them in the fridge? Yeah, I don't get that. You buy eggs and I had the exact the same conversation yeah. this weekend, it was riveting. We've got like a sort of basket full of eggs on our c- cooker, it's really weird. Ooh la la, yeah, a basket of eggs. Yeah. <laughs> God help if somebody drops it, it's I clean that up. <laughs> So helpful around the house, Alex. It's only a mini Twitter call and last question, which comes from Wilco, who I think he asked a similar question last week, uh, which we got into a heated debate about. This week, who would win in a fight between a horse and an eagle? Who's winning that fight, everybody? The eagle's got the aerial ability. <laughs> yeah, it's got the aerial ability. <laughs> he's got the aerial advantage. All a horse can do is kick backwards. You know, so if Does he wait for the moment for the eagle to sweep low enough and he can do, do a back kick? Maybe, yeah. It's a forceful kick, isn't it? Just one, one kick and the eagle's out. Sort of swing his head a little bit and whack it in the face yeah. if his timing's right. <laughs> and if his timing's right. And the tail can just whip it. Exactly, yeah. If, it, if the horse's timing's on time, if it's good, <laughs> the horse, but I just think the eagle's got the area a little bit. It's unlikely, isn't it? I've never had that conversation before. It's really no. weird. I feel like that's from the office or something, but I can't quite remember. I don't care. Mm. It's, it's a, a good, good question. Debate to have. Really good question. I'm going to ask that work tomorrow. Dancing can yeah. yeah, You know. Was it WhatsApp or Twitter with Ben's question about moving back or moving forward? <laughs> <laughs> maybe next week. Yeah, maybe, yeah, next, maybe week, yeah. next week. Next week. So anyway, so I, I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe the horse might Egypt. I would say the eagle. It's oh, eagle. Yeah. Eagle's just going to peck from. Yeah, yeah. Just the, take velocity. So but how long is it taking that eagle to win that fight? It's going to keep oh. pecking away. Oh, quite a long time. It's got to sort. It could probably sit on its back, claws in, so it ain't going anywhere. Yeah. Just peck away and, it's, and, and carry it away. Yeah. <laughs> be quite it could swoop down, rip its eyes out, just leave it. <clears throat> just sit and wait. Then I'm fairly Don't. confident some of the birds. I, I went to the the, um, the zoo in Helsinki. It's on an island because Helsinki is made up of islands. So the zoo is on its own island. You get by by boat, which is great. And then some of the birds, their sanctuary, the eagles. I'm fairly sure one of those could have carried a horse. Well. <laughs> it was absolutely massive. It was hench was it? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen one at um, Edinburgh Zoo and it's like almost as tall as me. I can't remember huge. what its wingspan was, but its wingspan was ridiculous. There with a the cigarette just like doing weights. Yeah. <laughs> you alright? What are you looking at? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, and that's where we'll leave this week's <laughs> podcast. Thanks for, for listening. Uh, thanks to our sponsors, Hill and Smith Limited and Opera Creative. And you can follow us all week uh, for your social, for your lols and trolls. Just type in Wolves Fancast on your social media channels and you'll find us there Alan will be back next week to look back at that game against Sheffield United uh, well this week gentlemen it's bye from Andy Ta-ra. bye from Dan goodbye bye from Alex goodbye I stayed in there a second you know when what? is he, Alex back on again Dave yeah. next season <laughs> it's my third appearance this year well yeah you're back on it now 
Never again. He's Never again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> new, new turn off his mark again, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not one of those players who, because you know, Alex said originally he wasn't able to do any more. You're not one of those players who hands in the transfer request and then all of a sudden signs a new deal. I'm the Riyad Mahrez, aren't I? He's trying to now. They get a new contract every season. Yeah. <laughs> no, what a month away, so I can't do it anymore, lads. And then what a week later, I can do it now. You know, I can do it again. <laughs> anyway, bye from Alex. Goodbye. Bye from me. See you next time. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.